Hey guys, Brandon Milan here. We hope you're having a good day. But if you're not, there's no way you're having as bad a day as Braden. You know why? Because this guy just got added to his fourth family group chat. And I'm, it's a lot. I'm done. He's done. I'm simply, I'm done. There's only so much group chat action I can take. And let me tell you, if you're starting a group chat, it better be for something epic. I don't use that word a lot. <laughs> You use it when you're a kid when you say epic pwn, and then it means so much more when you grow up. Anyways, it better be epic. It can't be some bullshit, because I'm so done with hearing about fucking how your plants are doing, or how much weight you've lost. I don't give a fuck. And why would you? I mean, I do. I care about your well-being, <laughs> but not in a group chat. You text me that if you want. I'll be like, hey, proud of you. Right. For, get, for picking all the potato bugs off your plants. Yeah. But if you text three people that are not going to answer in the group chat, why? Now I'm just stuck in this weird side, like this weird who's going to say something first to be like the nice guy. For what? Here's my question. How do you know if it's epic? Because we all know you name a group chat the epic group chat, nobody's going to join. How do you determine... What are the key contributors? You know, it'd be epic. how do you know if you want in or if you want out? Here's my of your own family no, in no. the cyber world. Here's my perfect group chat, perfect epic moment from a group chat. Not epic fail, epic moment. Okay. I open my phone. I see that I'm in a group chat with six people, not five, not seven, six. So me and five other people, right? Good and math. I know one out of the six, or one out of the five. Other other people that I in the group chat. This right? sounds like a fourth grade word problem that I got to yeah. solve right now. Yeah, so, sweating a little bit, but continue on. So I only know one out of the all the people. Right. Somebody messaged. Guess what just happened? Now, if you this could go either two ways. Either it's epic or it's just a epic fail. There's no in between. They text something fucking nuts. Guess what just happened? Ryan banged. Julia's mom. That's what happens to your family group chat. No, 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 not family group chats. Oh, this is like I chats. said. I don't know. I only know one person from this group chat. One number saved in my phone. Mm. This is a random group chat. I get added to. Somebody says somebody bangs somebody's mom. It's a controversy. Now I'm in it, but I'm not. It's I'm not a big part of this because I don't know these people. I'm just along for the ride. And I just experienced this fucking thing play out. That is epic. Telling me that you got new shoes. Not group chat worthy. Mm -mm. You know? No way. I hate that shit. I hate that shit too. But here's my question. You're in a, you're in a group chat where you only know one other person? But you get added to a group chat. You, don't, you, you don't join a group chat. You never yeah. join. This is not even a possibility. Yeah, I know. But how do you only know one person in the group chat? I'll tell you this. It's a testament to your ability to make friends. You know why? Because... They saw you, okay? And they saw, you know who would love this guy? 13 of my closest friends. And they throw you in there. Yeah. And what do you do? You piss on them. Yeah. You shit on them. <laughs> you defecate on them. You do. You take because one, two. You take number threes. I don't care. You're doing it all on them. And then you message that one person who added you. You say, why the fuck did you add me to this bullshit? And they go, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted more friends. And you're like, well, not those friends. Yeah. No way, buddy. Unless it's epic. And we'd like to invite you to the epic episode of the oh. Closing Time <laughs> Podcast. Let's get it.
perfect intro. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Group chat. I actually, you know what? I've been since I've got out of school. I've I've been in less, mm -hmm. but like inside your class, you could have like sixteen group different group chats with like a bunch of cold combinations of different people, and some of them are like, "Okay, why am I in this?" And some of them are like, "You enjoy being in it, you know? You're like these people are fucking cool. I want to be in their group chat." Other times, you're like, "Why? This doesn't make any sense. We're all not smart, you know." Right. None of us are smart, so that nobody can contribute to this. None of us are. None of you guys are funny, except for me, and I'm not entertaining <laughs> you guys. You know. So, do you aspire to be in the maybe the plastics group chat? Remember the plastics from Mean Girls? Yeah, fuck yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, male plastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love hearing a shit talk. Okay. And you can't. All you guys out there saying that you hey you got to be a better person you love you, you love, don't have to be a better person you no. love you love no hearing way. the drama get over yourself you love hearing it right but what don't you love hearing probably pointless little stories exactly weird updates about your day the worst group chat you could be in a group chat with all your classmates you join and i'll tell you why you join because you're like hey i didn't read the first three chapters now it's my time to join in and make a crazy little joke about, whoa, somebody's been away from the office. Looks like I need to get caught up. Everyone goes, oh, fuck this guy. Except for one good Samaritan. This happens to me on multiple occasions. I say, hey, Matt, thanks for giving me those updates about the third chapter. Turns out, now you're linked up to this guy, right? Now this guy's sending you chats. But really, all you needed was update on three, three chapters, right? Yeah. So now you're getting updates from this guy. You're getting updates from the chat. Then you're getting updates from this guy about the chat that you don't even want to be in. Yeah. And can you leave? Of course you can. But you know what? I'm not that much of a piece of shit that I can just exit after the one thing I need was answered. So you stick in there. You dig your feet in the sand. You fucking wiggle those bitches deep down. You, better you brace yourself. You get a good wide stance. And you buckle up for the shit ride of your life. Yeah. I don't know what a shit ride is, but I don't think it's good. Dude, I have a story for you. Let me hear it. So uh, a friend of ours gave me a call, right? I'm not going to name names, but she knows who she is. And she'll probably say that. Why don't you say my name? Because whatever. She's cool. You know what we should do? We should use one of those voice scramblers where they call and they're like, listen to what I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. She calls you. She calls me and she's going to a new school, right? Mm -hmm. She's meeting new people. Mm -hmm. um, you obviously know who this is. Uh, I and, do. Not a big deal. Yeah. And uh, she's telling me that she she's met some people in her math class, right? And uh, they're younger than her, but not too much younger. Like she's like twenty three, they're like nineteen, and they're they should perfectly she, legal friendship. They they don't have the best English, okay, right? Um, so she adds, she's new there, and they're also new there, and she gets added to this this math group chat. She's kind of excited, like, hey, I got these people. I'm not friends with them, but I can like communicate with them, right? And uh, she's meeting new people in the area. Uh, it's not here, somewhere else, so she doesn't have a lot of friends there. And she puts out the idea in the group chat, and she says it this way. 
she could have approached it in any way, but she chose to approach it this way. She goes, hey guys, anybody want to come to karaoke night with me? Bold. Bold. To say the least. To say the least. And I said to her, why didn't you say, why didn't you open with like, hey guys, uh, because it was a college campus event. Why don't you open with like, hey guys, uh, anybody want to come check out this college campus event with me? I'm going, if you guys want to come, that'd be cool, but no pressure. That's like the appropriate way we put that out there, you know? Yeah. I think. I think that's a good strategy. Because karaoke divides the room. Yeah. Nobody, you're never neutral on karaoke. Personally, karaoke, it it haunts me in my dreams. Yeah. I'm terrified of it. Yeah. I've seen people doing karaoke and think, I hope nobody knows my name here. Because if somebody gets a hold of that bitch and yells it into a microphone... I'm going to fucking walk out or shit myself (laughs) or both, possibly on stage. So I'd rather not do this event where I have to sing Destiny's Child with two people I don't even like. (laughs) And I'm not even Beyonce, this bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a a room divider. Yeah. You don't just walk. Hey, who wants to go bungee jumping with me on Tuesday, you bitches? Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Tough. And think about this. They also don't speak very good English. Yeah. So the chances that them wanted to go to an English-speaking karaoke An English sing- singing. Singing karaoke <laughs> bar and sing fucking Mariah Carey's best hits. Probably slim to none. Oh, definitely slim to none. So, of course, nobody answers. Until the event's over, and then somebody says... What's karaoke? No, no, no. <laughs> somebody says, did anybody go check out that karaoke thing? <laughs> Which is a fucking awesome move. Would it be just just brutal if they all answered no? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Someone went to that? Or even worse, they all answer yes. <laughs> you know? So I just thought like, there's etiquettes to group chats too. Like if you're going to ask somebody that you don't know to do something with you in any event, whether it's a date, whether it's a group chat, you want to open with like, Either got to be one or two things. You got to be straight up stern. Like, do you want to do this? Yes or no. You got to accept defeat. Yeah. Or you got to go with the like, hey, if anybody wants to do this, I'm going. So I'll see you there. But you can't be like, hey, what does anybody think about? Uh, how about you guys come to? Can you guys come with me to this? People I don't know. You know, yeah. it's just a strange middle in between. It is. I do, in a way, I respect the balls it takes to just throw it out there like that. But. If you're going to throw it out there, you have to be ready for possible humiliation. Yeah. That's all it is. Now, I have a little uh, a score to settle. Mm-hmm. Uh, beef to stick a fork in. Gotcha. I'm sure there's a third example. Yep. Do you have some, some gears to grind? With you. With me? With you. Okay. Big time. All right. Big gears, not oiled. No WD-40. They're Cre- clanking. It's creaking. They're clinking and creaking and cracking. Yeah, okay. And it's me and it's you. All right. You want to we'll hear Spray it? some WD-40 on this bitch. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's squash this beef, baby. So the other day we are taking, uh, we're using our democratic right to vote. Oh, yes. Good times had by all. We vote. We have a burrito. We're laughing. You got stuck in a door. I did. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> After that, we'll come back to the stuck in the door thing later because it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the beer store. Okay. Okay. There's a line because not just anybody can walk in. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're going to say now. Go There's ahead. There's a line. A handsome line. A long line. <laughs> a handsome line. Yeah. 
My hands in line. Yeah. And where's Daniel out there? There's crazy people all about. Pretty usual stuff, right? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> because out of nowhere, a fucking clown. <laughs> literally, literally. An actual clown. Literally Molly. <laughs> Molly from the big comfy couch. <laughs> Molly from the big comfy couch comes fucking out of nowhere. She comes around the corner of the liquor store, and I'm just like, oh, my God, somebody shoot me here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And somebody walk up to me, just go, give me your wallet. <laughs> then that. Because yeah. at least the wallet guy, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. She comes up to me, and she starts doing mime stuff. Like, she's trapped in a box. She's going downstairs. She's doing all this shit. And I'm, not, I'm doing my classic strategy. I don't make eye contact because it scares me. Okay. So I'm just looking straight ahead. I'm not even looking at her. She's just getting out of a box or something, right? <laughs> a big box. I don't know. It took her a while. Yeah. And then she gets out. She tries to give me a high five, and I don't put my hand up because I just wanted to go away, right? <laughs> so I give her like a low knuckle bump because I think that's like something people do. Yeah. She does a big over the top, like, you know, when you do like a squid after you hit somebody's knuckles. Yeah, like uh, a fish bump fries. Yeah. So that's a long thing. Brandon goes in there for some reason. Uh, he's in there shopping, and I, I follow you like two minutes later. I'm in, now we're both in the liquor store. Yeah, right. You're in there. I don't know. You're sampling the finer things in life. You're going to oh, what kind of wine comes from Argentina? What's the best kind of malt liquor to buy? Um, do you have any old English? Uh, I want to be like Boys in the Hood, but I also want to be like uh, some billionaire show I watched. I don't know what you're doing in there, but it's taking a long time. Me, I'm in, I'm out. I buy one beer like the trash that I am. I walk out of the store. Guess who's there to meet me? Oh, clown. Oh, clown nose. Molly and the dust bunnies, oh, Molly, baby. Oh, Molly and the clown nose and the dust bunnies are out there. <laughs> and now I'm just stuck, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting out there, and now she thinks that I like the show because I'm stuck. I'm waiting for you. Yeah. I have nowhere to go. So she comes up to me, and she starts, she starts talking. And she's like, do you like the show? I'm like, I thought you were a mime. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I do all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure you do. Like, I'm just, I don't want to talk, you know? Yeah. I actually invited, com- I actually invited conversation from the homeless guy who always sits out there who turned me down. <laughs> that asshole. After all the times <laughs> I asked him about the weather and all the other things I talked to him about that he wants to talk about. The one time I need his help, where is he? Fucking leaves me out to dry with Molly the maid or Molly the clown nose, whatever. Yeah. So now she's running around, literally running around in circles on me going, she's getting all close to my face and stuff. I'm going like, get your hands away from me. You know what's funny about that too is I didn't, the thing is I didn't, I wasn't doing it on purpose. As funny as that would have been to like see you on the camera getting fucking bullied by a clown. Well, I assume that you're in there, you're you're asking about samples and you're watching through the window, watching me get bullied by Molly Big Comfy Couch. I I wasn't. But uh, what's funny though is I heard somebody behind me go like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? And I know I said, I turned to the person (laughs) behind me and I went, I know, threw me off, right? (laughs) And she said, yeah. And I was probably, she's probably looking at you getting fucking bullied by this clown yeah she's sticking her hands in my face in the whole nine yeah so uh, i'm just looking i'm looking straight down at my feet not making eye contact yeah similar to that of an animal at the zoo you know yeah but i I made the mistake of saying she was good because i felt bad because who leaves the house and just clowns around all day you know her friends probably tried to make 
plans with her. Both of me to assume she has friends, but she could. She could. Well, even her Cl- family. Even, even, even clowns have family. Because she looked like decently young. Like yeah. she looked like she was she like, looked like about our age. Anywhere from seventeen to twenty-three, like around that age, or maybe thirty. It's hard to tell with that nose on. The nose, so, the nose gives petite, away a lot. Though. I don't know. It's kind of she could have maybe she's, she's a petite a, clown. It was a lot. You know, she had the big shoes. It was all her proportions, proportions were off. Proportions were off. It's hard to gauge. <laughs> the clown nose. You know, you couldn't see her crow's feet. It was yeah. hard to gauge. Hard to gauge. But uh, no, she she's like imagine leaving the house if you're like young, that young that she still lives with her parents. And her parents are like. Annie, where are you off to? Oh, I was going to clown around. Yeah, she's clowning around at the liquor store. Yeah, I think I'm going to do Osborne Village today. See how that goes. And I and at first, you know, now I'm a cynical asshole, so I'm I'm thinking of different ways to make fun of her. But then after, I thought maybe they, I don't know what. She seemed like she was a sound-minded body, but she's also acting like a clown, so it's hard to tell. But all she wants to do is throw out a little bit of joy at the world, right? Yeah. So now I feel bad because I've been looking at my feet. I look up. I say, oh, it's very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You like, you like that like half-cut uncle at a family Yeah, reunion. very good. You yeah. have talent. Yep, real oh, talent. Right on, yeah. Oh, wow. What nice toys. What is that? Uh, Barbie? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that. I'm doing that voice. But for some reason, you're still not coming out. It's the longest liquor store run of your life. So I'm still out there. And to the point where she goes, that's it. And she does a big curtsy. Like, the show's over. And I had to say to her, I'm like, I can't leave. My friend's inside. She goes, well, aren't you in for a treat? She starts up back from the beginning. Right in my face, you know? Yeah. And I've never hated you more. I'm sorry, man. Okay, look, here's what happened. I'm a very thrifty guy. So I got this gift card, and I knew it was declined, but I thought, you know what? I must have show somebody. I had 10 bucks in cash on me, and it came to 1075 and so I was trying to settle the score just straight through cash, but I couldn't, so I had to pay the 75 cents on credit card. But I decided, not credit card, debit card, but I decided to try to use this like gift card that I had. Turns out it was empty, even though I knew it was empty. So that's what took me so long, was I was trying to figure that out. You try to figure out if your known empty card was empty? Yeah, you got to double check every once in a while. You know? you don't uh, lose oh, you're the worst. So anyways, I had to deal with that. And uh, not a good time. Now, let me ask you this. Rough segue here, but I don't care. What's in the news? Just kidding. How would you know what I'm thinking? Yeah, there's a million things <laughs> in the news. Right? There's elections. There's elections. Anyways, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about not the Emmys. Nobody watches that anymore. <laughs> talking about Met Gala. Everybody's talking about it. It's oh. the big buzz. People it's... are enraged. People are happy. I don't know what's going on. But here's the thing. Now, people like me and you shit on the Met Gala because it's fun and it's easy because yeah. it's stupid. The world's... And I think we all know that it's stupid. Yeah. But here's a real question. It's, it's the same principle of saying like, dude, fuck Beyonce. I would never go out with Beyonce. Easy for you to say because you're never going to go out with Beyonce, right? Who would ever say, I don't want to go out with Beyonce? People will say it, dude. People will say it. They'll get taken down by the beehive, but they'll fucking say it. They'd say they wouldn't go out with Beyonce? I'm sure there's some. Just to be a contrarian. People say all kinds of crazy shit. All right. Go on. The same kind of person that says, like, uh, what's, what's, what's just objectively awesome in entertainment that nobody can really deny? A fan's love for their sport. A fan's love for their sport. This is a pretty obscure <laughs> idea. Abstract a little bit. 
Give me another one. It's <laughs> <laughs> objectively awesome and entertainment. Yeah, or anything in the world. What's just something everybody likes? Ice cream. Ice cream. Somebody goes, never been a fan. Fuck ice cream. Oh, you lactose? No, just don't like it. Yeah. That guy, you know? Okay. If there's people who can deny the fact that they like a good ice cream cone every now and again, then I'm sure that there are some people who would say they would not go on a date Contrarians. With, with Beyonce. Contrarians. I think I may have said that already, okay. but thanks for tuning in. So, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's say that pizza pop idea you have blows up. The oh, one yes. you're always talking about that's going to make you rich and famous. You improve the pizza pop. I don't know how you do it, but you do. Bring it back from the dead. You bring it back from the dead. Now you're super famous. Okay? For some reason, the Met Gala cares about this. And you get your ticket to hang out with all the people. The high, the high-enders. The big spenders. The big spenders. Are you going? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought you would say you wouldn't go because... Me, you and I always shit on it. Every year we come around and we, every year it comes around and we go, what's that for? It's stupid. There's no point to it. It's just rich people acting rich and showing how rich they are Did and you? pretending like they're cultured. They're not cultured. We do the same song and dance every year. I know I might be fucking up your flow, but did you know? At the Met Gala, you can, like an ordinary person like you and me can buy a table at the Met Gala. For 30 grand, I hear. Yeah. This is a year of salary for some people. Fucking crazy, man. Now, here's the thing that I don't understand. Okay? I need your opinion on something because you're a smart guy. Mm-hmm. See how I build you up like that? Just to tear me down. Just to tear you down later? Yeah. That's right. I take a lot of media courses. There you go. I know how to get the best out of a guest. Yeah, you're fucking. You turn on them. You turn at on At the them. last second. Fucking old flipperoo. The oldest I, trick in the book. Oldest trick in the book. And I wrote the book. And the oldest trick. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. That's very 1950s of you. <laughs> I wrote the book. I'm the editor-in-chief, see? I wrote the trick. <laughs> Signed by yours truly, Moran Horansky. So, you're saying you're going. This is what I don't understand. I need your opinion on it. So everybody's talking about the Megan Fox, about, uh, about uh, Zoe Kravitz. They're all going nuts, right? Yeah. Now, why is it? Maybe the ladies of the show can write in and help me out here, too, because I, I have a lot of questions. Why is it that... The hottest people in the world, when they're photographed, never smile. They look pissed. You look at any picture taken, you look, look at a picture of Megan Fox, you look at a picture of Zoe Kravitz, they have a scowl on their face. It's like Machine Gun Kelly just got just said he was doing coke without her again, and yeah. she's all pissed off. Yeah. That's the face she has all the time. Maybe that's why. Maybe that is probably true. The Met Gala is the biggest coke party you to can ever ju- exist. You can just tell. Yeah. Nobody's that excited about art. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. So anyway, why is that? Why is it? And it's not, it doesn't end at the Fox. It doesn't end at the Kravitz. It, go, it goes all the way to the world of social media. Well, you hot see, ladies do not smile, nor do guy, hot guys. And you can take a look at my Instagram. Holy smokes. You're seeing all the chompers there. I'll tell you for free. You know what you should do? What? I actually straight up propose, propose that you do this. I think it would be fucking hilarious. So mine's in his final year of school. I am. And you're in a rhetoric class. I fucking dare you to write your final paper on that. <laughs> but with yeah. all the stupid things I usually put in my yeah. papers? Yeah. See, it all goes back to uh, authoritarian an authoritarian system that stated that people who look... Like they're pouting, or people that look like they're mad are actually more powerful. Right, but I want your honest opinion. What is your why is that? 
I want you. You want me to like actually dissect why I think? I think there's a quick synopsis. I honestly think it's because um, anybody can smile. No, anybody can look. Most people can like people can appreciate a good smile. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your style, your smile sucks. People like seeing joy. They do. So it's automatically uh, you automatically are like attract not attractive, but like people are more attracted to you by default by you just being happy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can be hot and you can be hot while being sad, which is objectively a hard thing to do. Right. Right. Do you think a part of it, it's like you're at the most exclusive event of the year. You paid 30 grand for this. You're going to eat some food that probably is weird and you're not going to like. Yeah. You're going to pretend you understand art, right? Yeah. All the people around you, they're probably happy. Timothy Chalamet, he's just smirking his little ass off. Yeah. But you, not you, you don't give a fuck about this event. This is just another thing in your way. I think it's like a, I'm better than you. I think that's exactly. like my final I'm synopsis. better than this. It's that I'm so fucking attractive that not only do I look good and you'll be so attracted to me when I smile, but if I literally <laughs> was crying, you would want to absolutely go to town on me. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. Here's my next question. You know, I'll make it Fox and uh, the Kravitz. Who? You got to see this movie, Dope. I saw one as a kid. Oh my God. Zoe Kravitz in that movie. Is that the one with a uh, rapper? A$AP Rocky's in it. A$AP Rocky's in it. Woo, she's good in that movie. Anyways, you got to, I got to ask you this. So everybody's going nuts. Megan Fox, she's got the basically no clothes on, but she's but she shined herself up kind of. Yeah. Because she's got no clothes, but her clothes that she is wearing yeah. are shiny. She lathered herself with Johnson and Johnson baby oil. That's Johnson and Johnson. She Johnson. She Jade and Jade it. Yeah. Right. She does that. The Craftsler nickname. I don't know. She just wears like a mesh thing. Yeah. With basically nothing. Yeah. And everyone's going, "Oh my God, serve, serve! Oh, a look." Yeah. Oh shit, they did it. They did it again. Oh my god. Damn. Fucking serve 40 love. You are so hot. You just fucking won. Dude, but I'm- this is the thing I don't get. This this was going to ask you. Cuz you know I don't understand fashion. You obviously don't understand tennis from my excellent tennis reference. I understand tennis more than fashion. But right. here's the thing. How is it like that shot? I don't get what the big everyone's like, "Dude, where'd they get this idea from? It's like the, the hottest woman in the world with no clothes on." You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But everyone's like, what the fuck? They, they did it again. They yeah. they did it. I don't Dude. care if it's Chanel or I've seen Laron or what. What the, what kind of, it's not brilliant thinking. No. Dude, people get their mind fucking <laughs> absolutely blasted by the simplest concept. MGK walked in and literally looked like a human version of Finney, or Ferb from Phineas and Ferb. He did. He walked in looking like Ferb, who is by default... The most unattractive cartoon character ever. Right. And still, people are like, oh my god, MGK and Megan Fox, he's, they're the perfect match. No, they're not. But here's the thing. Ferb, he's the stoic one. Never smiles. That bitch Phineas, he's got an ear-to-ear grin on his triangle face the whole time. His face is shaped like a smile. It is. And maybe that's something to it. Yeah. Ferb didn't give a fuck about even being on the show or telling on Candace or doing anything. He didn't even he could build a rocket ship if he wanted to. It didn't it didn't impress him any. Exactly. Here comes MJK, which I don't even know. I don't know what oh. he even is anymore. Oh, so you think that MGK is hot and Ferb is hot 
from the aspect that they're so <laughs> mysterious and like I don't people want to know more. I don't know if this is the right word, but stoic. I said stoic. It was. You never said that. I just did. That it's like attractive to you. That's like, what I'm saying. You get your, you get your, you get your fucking, you get your, your Schneider's wiener hard (laughs) from the, from the mystery of it all. And that's what it is. That's what, well, I'm more of an Oscar Mayer guy myself, but (laughs) that's, (laughs) that's what being attractive means. It means that you look like something people can't figure out. You're a mystery. You're a mystery. You're the mystery mobile from Scooby and Doo. Here's the other thing. I really, uh, it's really a low point in human history for just guys across across the world, really. Because the amount of times, the like MGK's there, he looks pissed off too. He's like, uh, got his arm around Megan Fox, and everyone's going like, "What does she?" I've seen multiple guys like, "What does she have that I don't?" It's like, well, first of all, he's a rock star. He's also got millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. He's a giant. And you have the balls to just be like, what does he have that I don't? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then not even do it like with the irony folded in. To genuinely be like, I don't get it, man. I'm a good guy. Yeah. What does what what he have? And it's always like the most like weirdest example. What does he have more? What does he have that I don't? More than three pairs of sneakers? Yeah. It's like he probably has more than three pairs of sneakers. That's probably one of the many reasons why he's <laughs> got more than what you have. It's just really, it's just really, it's very lame. Well, first of all, he doesn't stay at his mother's place. That's probably the first thing. That's that's number one. That's number one. Number two is probably he can afford more than a $30 haircut. He probably can. That's probably another reason. The guy dyed his hair, I mean, he dyed his hair blonde and his his tongue black. Figure that one out. And he still, does he give a fuck? No, he doesn't. But you do. You know what I think would be hilarious? If somebody showed up to the Met Gala and just looked like they just rolled out of bed. I feel like it's been done. Yeah? I feel like it's been done. It has to have been done. I feel like there's a Lady Gaga move. It is a Lady Gaga move. Or like a Billie Eilish move. Lady Gaga, no, not the Eilish. Don't go for the Eilish. I like the Eilish. Eilish is pretty good. (laughs) The Eilish is cool, man. Yeah, You step away from the Eilish. All right, I take it back. Eilish is pretty cool. Thank you. What was the other person you said? Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, she would know how to manufacture some real hype, some real buzz. She's wearing meats, flies are buzzing around her. It's all part of her look, you know? Exactly. Think about the stories that have been out about Lady Gaga. I don't know how the fuck it happened to her, but somebody made up a fucking rumor that she had a dick. They did? You never heard of that? No. There was like a rumor that went went to the top. Hey, talk about meat dress. (laughs) (laughs) That was... There was a rumor out there that people at the tabloids wrote about. They're like, does the Lady, tabloids? They're like, those fuckers at the tabloids. Like, does Lady is Lady Gaga secretly a man? Imagine being Lady Gaga. They're like, no. Yeah. No. Are you kidding me? Because they're like, they're like zooming into her crotch. <laughs> fuck! What the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, if you put out, here's the thing: if you put out a lot of weird shit in the world, do you think weird shit's coming back around to you? Like if you if you show up to the Met Gala like in an embryo or whatever she did that one time, yeah. uh, the, the amniotic sac, yeah. and you do that, don't you think it's time someone somebody assumes some weird yeah. shit about you? Somebody will throw something weird out about you. Oh, she's in an embryonic sac. She's probably got one. <laughs> probably literally what led to the conversation. She's probably got a sac. <laughs> Next thing you know is in the fucking tabloids. There you go. Shout out to Kenzie. I know she loves fucking Lady Gaga. It does love Lady Gaga. Uh, well, you were going to tell me what uh, what did McGregor do to... Dude, uh, I don't know what guy. the fuck happened, but 
And I honestly think nobody does. I think it's like a big <laughs> fucking world kept secret. Conor McGregor got like escorted out of the Met Gala because he tried to fight MGK. He was at the Met Gala? Yeah. Or no, it was the MTV Awards. Or oh, okay. Like I was like, if anybody invited that fucking crazy monster. Or maybe it wasn't Met Gala. It was one of the big time award shows, I think. Yeah. Or one of those big dinner dinner award shows. Like, I mean, it was great. They were like on the, they're on like the two separate sides of the, the walkways, like the red carpet. Yeah. And then Conor McGregor like literally took a swing at MGK. Really? I don't, what I was thinking in my head is what does MGK say to Conor McGregor to get him that mad? I think that when Conor McGregor sees a carpet, and a potential rival across from it, his brain just goes to prom- promote fight mode. Oh, fuck it's you! Like, fucking knock your head off! Yeah. And then he just does that. You fucking rat! You fucking Vinius and Fab, fuck! <laughs> and, 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 and he can't help himself. Yeah. He's got to promote something. He, I said, oh, who the fuck are you? Dude, so what did he say afterwards? He's like, oh, I'll fucking knock his little fucking head off. Did he say something like that? Probably. No, he was just going like fucking nuts trying to swing. You couldn't understand a word he was saying because he's got that fucking. Dublin accent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was weird. I don't want to say too much about it. I just thought it was weird. Trying to like, I was trying to rack my brain for what MGK, a guy of very little words, I feel like. Mm-hmm. What does he say to Conor McGregor to get him really that pissed off? Or what does Conor McGregor say to MGK to even get the conversation going? I think that if you're that, if you're that like fearless of a person, you're you're probably also like. You're not really per- a person that like thinks things out, you yeah. know. So maybe it was something as simple as like MGK walks by, like, "Hey, I'm a big fan. What'd you say to me? Yeah. You're a fan. You you dare to be a fan of of me? I'm the, I'm the two time champ." And just starts going off. Or do you think that he was trying to peacock because he saw on MGK's arm Megan Fox, and I know he's got a wife and fucking Conor McGregor, but maybe he's thinking like, "Holy shit, this guy literally has the the what the world thinks is the most beautiful woman on his arm." I'm going to act like a fucking macho man and try to fight her man to, to show that I'm superior to him. You think that? I think so. I think that was it. He's trying to alpha, alpha dog? Oh, he's trying to fucking alpha the shit out of whatever that was, the VMAs or whatever. It's a weird thing for him to even be at. Why is he at the Video Music Awards or the Met Gala or anything? Yeah. That guy's got to be locked up in his house yeah. and never let out. His leg was, is literally shattered. What is he doing? out? Did he go there in a boot? I wonder if he went there in a boot. I don't know be fucking interesting to look at because that's the most there's nothing worse than somebody who goes anywhere in a fucking walking boot it's true you can't really take them seriously when they're hobbling along Mm -hmm. also when they have like (laughs) the worst part of a walking boot is if like the person doesn't wear a sock in there yeah and then they're walking with like this you got one air force one on and then the other foot you just see like a couple toes just just barely wiggling with life you know it's gross and then they're just waiting for people to ask oh what happened yeah you know it's like the leg brace thing. It's like a knee brace. I think some people just wore that in high school just to fucking... Just to, just to get some attention. Just to get some attention. Some no, it's a good one to use. You just walk by somebody, just go, nice cast, and just keep walking. <laughs> and they're like, throw them off. What was that? I like your cast. Excellent job. Excellent saying. work from your doctor. I'm just saying, he did a good job. Anyways, keep pushing, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep, keep healing. Yeah. You keep healing. Feel safe. <laughs> um, we also were talking about Everybody's voting. No, this is not a political show. We don't get political on here. No, we are not a political show by any means. We're just here to fuck around, have Dude, some we're, fun, just, we're, hopefully make you guys laugh. We're like two self-proclaimed, not, well, we're two self, I could safely say two safe, self-proclaimed idiots, not intelligence-wise, just- <laughs> What's the other way? Just in plain sight, you know? No. We don't. We don't talk, we don't talk about fucking smart shit on here. Oh, It's not no. like we're coming on here and trying to be Joe Rogan. Oh, man. Uh, that guy, like, he, uh, I, I don't. I think he he gets too much hate, 
But sometimes that guy's got a neurosurgeon on and he goes like, well, I think. It's like, who cares what you think, you know? You're literally like just driven up on DMT. I'm not trusting anything you say. No, well, one day he's got on, uh, he's got Joey Diaz on one day and the next day he's got Malcolm Gladwell, Yeah, you know? And he's going like, yes, I loved your research. Fuck off, you know? Just let the guy talk. Anyway. Anyways, we're not uh, a political podcast. We're, so we're not a political podcast, but the laughs can be found anywhere. And we were laughing when we were in line to vote because a line is something like there's no escape. Yeah. You can't escape a line. And the guy out there who's been cooped up, this guy, he also, like Conor McDavid, should probably be locked inside his house and call the horny police on this guy. He just sees a line of, of, of possible targets that he's going to try to flirt with, you know? Yeah. We saw it go down. Yeah. And we were saying, it's like, what, the f- what is this guy possibly saying to the person who, by the way, is in front of him because you have to stand in your little yellow circle? Yeah. Hey, who are you voting for? Yeah. What? You know? Yeah. Oh. No. I could see it. Me too. Everything you say, I also think that way. You know? What, what are you doing? There's like a very limited list of places that you shouldn't hit on a girl or a guy. Like you shouldn't flirt at all. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like... Give me something. Rattle some off. Fucking Airport. Airport. On an airplane, not. Airplane's cool, fine. Because you got to be... That's a fucking love story waiting to happen. But airport, no. <laughs> if you're trying to get on a plane and somebody's trying to flirt with you, that would literally be my nightmare. That's right. one. Okay. Air, airport. Uh, funeral. Funeral. Um, in the line while you're trying to check out of your groceries. Ooh, good one. While you're waiting for your number to get called at the hospital. I think that one's good. That one might loosen the mood a little bit. If anybody talked to me that time, I, half my face was swollen enough. I guess so. Cause you'd I literally look looked at, at the, like the guy, what's his name, Goober? Goober? There's a guy, like the guy goes, hey, you guys. What the fuck's that guy's name? Oh, I fucking, uh, the guy that got the kids in the goobies yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I look like that guy. If anyone would have talked to me, I swear to God, I would have made my day. Yeah. So fair. I'm going to push back on that. Fair enough. Anyhow, I also think if you're getting your, your groceries checked out, it would be moderately impressive if you could time your sentences in between grocery beeps, you know? Yeah. Boop. Hey, how's it going? Oh, that's very interesting, you know? I think you're really beautiful. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, anything that's, like, really hot, like, you're, it's, like, fast-paced, like, you're trying to get in and out, mm-hmm. or you're, like, in a stressful position, don't fucking hit on anybody. Save that shit. Number one on that list is uh, when you're going to vote. Because nobody, like you said, like, I think it was Dave Chappelle, who was, this, was that who it was? Who was saying, like, nobody's trying to cut, cut in line to vote. He said you can't cut the line to vote. doesn't matter who you are. That's the beauty of democracy. Yeah, but nobody's trying to. No. Because it's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You gotta, everybody's got to do this. Right. Nobody wants to do it. Everybody's doing it. Right. Um, yeah. There's no like, worse place to do it. Yeah. But also, like you said, like, what else do you say besides, oh, you know who you're voting for? Yeah. You know what I love to do in line when I'm voting is, is one of our uh, favorite pastimes is just judging strangers, you yeah. know? You try to decide how they're voting based on how they're dressed, you know? Yeah. You see a guy? Oh, yeah, he's got the liberal shoes on. Yep, definitely. Yeah. He's a liberal right there. Look at that guy. Fucking idiot. Confederate. Not Confederate. Oh, yeah. Conservative haircut. Yeah. You oh, know? my God. He's wearing a bolo tie. Oh, he's fucking... my God. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? You, everyone does that, I feel, though. Yeah. Like, everyone who's looking at you, you feel like they're looking into the soul of your, your political opinion, you yeah. know? Well, it's been a weird uh, addition to this whole thing, though, as people watching is trying to figure out who votes for PPC. Oh, dude. The PPC, if you don't know, is... Uh, it's like a, a far-right political party that's just... I think it's just been started, or am I wrong? It's been started recently, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's been gaining momentum. And the f- funniest shit about it is... I don't want to give them too much... Uh, not air screen time. Tim, air time. But the funniest thing is... 
So everyone's got their sign, right? Yeah. Their slogan that they sat down and they worked on this is your other options suck. Yeah. What are you, seven years old? Yeah. Did I write that? Yeah. Suck? You said suck. Yeah. On a political campaign. And the thing that's funny is like uh, political slogans are the easiest thing to write. Mm-hmm. You just pair like the word future or like you, you, you take something that, that sounds very optimistic and you pair it with something that's very motivational. Right. Prepare for the future. Right. The future is in your hands. Nice. Always go to the future. Um, Forget the past. Yeah. Pass it behind us. Let's move forward. There we go. All of those. Mm. But to say, to go sit down and be like, all right, guys. <laughs> and think of this. It's not like it's like a municipal campaign. This no. is a federal campaign. They're doing it. They're doing it. This is the best they can do like it. Millions of dollars probably went to their campaign. Uh-huh. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go honest route. <laughs> And somebody's like, you know what? All your other options. How about all their other options suck ass? Yeah. Oh, let's, just, let's, let's cut the ass. <laughs> let's cut the ass. Keep the suck, Keep though. the suck. Yeah. Ah, can we tone it down? Now? Should we tone it up? Oh, they're trying to choose because they're, they're so far right. They literally, they're, the thing they're, they're, I'm not going to give them any fucking mention, but the things that they're trying to do are just like fucking pretty absurd. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to go into it. But, uh, not going to too far. We just thought it was funny that they used the word suck in a political yeah. campaign. Yeah. And uh, uh, that, that's a fact. How much do you think they paid somebody to fucking come up with that? I don't know, dude. That's like one of those things. Like, I feel like... Uh, they gave it to their intern? Well, I feel like they're definitely meeting in like somebody's house, you know, yeah. with the, like their spouse comes over with like rice crispy treats for them all. And they're like, nom, nom, nom. they're not, they're probably chewing with their mouth open, you know, yeah. as they're just, they're just yelling, just fucking dumb shit, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, we just thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, we went on a little trip. We went on a little trip. Actually, take that back. We went on a big trip. Fuck it. Yeah. Tell them how it is. Big yeah. trip. Big trip. Big moves from the big boys. <laughs> we were on a trip, and it was good. Yeah. It was uh, fucking awesome. We got stories for literally days. We don't know if we'll be able to get uh, through all of them. We have so much shit to talk about. I literally, I went on a trip to PEI. I haven't said one word about it yet. Not a big deal. Because I don't want, maybe you guys don't even deserve to know. But we'll get there. Believe us, we got more episodes to release and more stories to tell. And that will be told, all these stories will be told in the coming days. There we go. They'll be told eventually. But to start off with. To start off with, uh, the first thing we did, we took a trip. We went to two places. We went to Lake Louise, Alberta, the home of my brother now. Yeah. Visited my brother. Good times had by all. Then we went to Vancouver, did a lot of fun shit, went on a lot of walks. Because, hey, nature's country. You could just go outside and walk, and you could call that a day somehow. Take it all in. You know? Yeah, call it experience. You're walking the streets of Winnipeg. You get punched in the face. Somebody calls you something awful, you step in some dog shit, you go home, that's your day. Hey, now Vancouver, you walk the streets, smells like piss, but you got a big, nice view in the background. So I think it all evens out. It's all the same. It's It's all the same, really. It's just bigger. But Vancouver allows you to find a day. You walk outside and you just breathe in that mountain air and you think to yourself, there's a chance. In contrast, you're walking the streets of Winnipeg. And uh, you, 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 may, you have your doubts. I'll say you have, you have your, your doubts. doubts. And you have your fears. And you have your fears. Uh, Any hoosies. Any hoosies. <laughs> We're on the... First of all, we just want to say, before we did this, before we jump into this trip, we did it in classic closing time fashion. We didn't plan fucking shit. And that's the way to do it. I'm fucking sick of people telling me, you should plan more. What if you don't have enough socks? Fuck the socks, okay? Yeah. 
You gotta go. You gotta pretend you're Bear Grylls, and you gotta let adventure come to you. Sometimes. Sure. You're going to want to kill the person you're with. You're going to blame each other for things. You're going to say, you, I thought you booked this. You're going to say, I thought you booked this. But that's where the fun begins. If you will, you got to put 10 toes in the sand. you got to put them all in 10 there. toes in the dirt, whatever terrain you're on. And you dig them in. And you got to dig them in. you got to start trucking, baby. Start trucking. And we started trucking on a plane. Imagine that. Anyways, we're on the plane. We're going to Calgary first. Yeah. First stop, Calgary. First stop. And you know how... When you're kind of waiting to get on the plane, um, you kind of take an uh, evaluation of everybody that's around you, right? And you kind of think, like, I wonder who I'm going to be sitting next to. Hmm, I wonder uh, why they're going to the same place I'm going. You're doing that. You run through it in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. We see one guy. Now, this guy, he just seems like he's going to be a problem. Oh, he seems like a nuisance. He's got a 2004 Air Jordan golf hat, but it's turned like 45 degrees to the side. Vanilla ice style, if you will. Yeah. He's also got a rope, like a, it looks like a logging chain, but it's like not a real gold chain. It's like one of the chains from the Forks or your local uh, outdoor market, the kind that turns green when you jump in a pool. Yeah. He's also got a cross the size of the Pope, which is really just a little bit much for anybody. You're not 50 Cent. You're not that guy, pal. He was also wearing a full all-black Jordan suit or Jordan's sweatsuit. With black Air Force Ones, which screams Winnipeg. It screams Winnipeg. It also screams loser. But Imagine that. also attached at his arms is a child, which really threw you for a loop. It did. Because think of it. This is an innocent child. This is her father. Yeah. What kind of life does this person have? What kind of quality of life do they have? Mind you, they are going to Vancouver. I never went to Vancouver at the age of four. So I gave this guy a fair chance. Right? Yeah. We get on the plane. Who's sitting right behind us too. It's that fucking guy. Vanilla Ice. He's here. And he's to the extreme. Okay? So he's sitting behind us. And the whole time, I, I honestly think for two whole hours, he would not stop talking to his four-year-old daughter. Yeah. Which, when you're talking to a four-year-old, four-year-olds don't have conversations. No. They ask you for something if they're hungry, if they're tired. They're one step beyond baby land. Yeah. Which, this guy, should we do the Kowalski thing? Well, first... I just like to say that it's fine. It makes sense for a parent to talk to their kid while they're ascending, right? You're ascending. You just look at the window. Oh, my God. Look at all the cool. Uh, not to the level he did it, though. Yeah, but just like for reference. Yeah. If you have a kid and it's like maybe their first time flying or even the second time or third time, they're young, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense for you to be like, oh, take a look out the window. Here's my thing, though. You could do all that shit. Awesome. But what you can't do is do that thing where you talk so loud, everybody in the plane can hear you. Yeah. Because it's clear that you just want everyone to be like, oh my God, he has a kid. Guess what, buddy? Most people have kids. You're yeah. not that special. Your kid is cute to you, but we don't know your kid. We don't give a fuck that it's their first time on an airplane. You want to talk to her? Hey, be my guest. Yeah. Just be like, hey, look out the window. Like a regular fucking person. Yeah. This guy's going, if you look out the aircraft, you'll look at that. What do you think that is over there? Oh my god, like you can see your house from here. Whoa, we sure are high up. He's doing that, and literally the whole plane is going like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Because oh, we're pieces of shit. We're all the way in the back of the plane. And maybe that was our, that's what we get. But also, like I said earlier, the number one place that you don't fuck with somebody is on a plane. It's not. It's not the, the number place. one place to not fuck with anybody. It's literally, like, I, got, I listened to Cody Coe's podcast, and he was talking about this. The airport and the plane is the last place people want to be bothered. 
Exactly. It's already the most stressful fucking experience that you can possibly have. Right. In a short amount of time. You don't know if you're going to catch it. You do catch it. Maybe you're afraid to fly. Maybe you're afraid your ears are going to pop. There's so many intangibles that can happen in that span from when you get dropped, from when you wake up to go to the airport, from when you land in like wherever you're trying to go to. Right. So the last place anybody wants to be fucked with in any manner, whether it's intentional or not, is in a fucking plane. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit who you are. I don't want to hear about how... You're, I don't want to hear your kid talking or you talking to your kid. A kid talking is fine because you can't really control that to a certain degree. Because the kid wasn't talking too. That was the most frustrating part. The kid was just like, oh yeah. And then he'd go like, oh. No, he was antagonizing the kid. Yeah. He did the same line. I swear to God he did it like at least five times. The plane is, is still ascending, and he would, and the kid would just be nice and quiet. They'd be calm. The kid was really well behaved. Yeah, ironically, way better behaved than her fucking dumb dad. Yeah, you know, he keeps saying this line. He goes, Kowalski. The good news is we're landing. The bad news is we're crash landing. <laughs> she, oh my god, are we really landing? He's like, ah, I'm just joshing you there, sport. You know. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, enough already. At one point. She was being good. She perfect behavior. She's just sitting there, and he goes, "Do you want me to give you a raspberry? <laughs> Do you want a little raspberry?" And she's like, uh, "I don't know, you know." Yeah. And I'm like, "Is this even her father? Like, yeah. should I be concerned, you yeah. know?" And uh, he it was, was like, the- "Who wants a raspberry?" She's like, "Okay." And then he's going like, <laughs> like fucking sucking his kid's stomach right in the plane. And the kid was not very like he was young, but it wasn't young, young. You know, it's not like a baby. No, this kid's probably starting school next year. Yeah. How are you supposed to raise a kid sucking its belly yeah. and then send it off to public school with all those little animals? <laughs> One of the fucking craziest things he said the entire ride, he said a lot of shit. Like, I could, we could literally spend an entire episode just talking about what this fucking guy did. Right. One of the craziest shit he did, though, is his daughter's like, oh my God, Dad, look. So the one time she did talk, she's like, Dad, look. She's tapping on the window. Look at that. Right? Like any kid would do. Right. And she goes, don't tap too hard or the window will crack open and, the, and you'll get sucked out of the plane. And she goes, oh my God, no, I'd land. And he goes, no, you wouldn't. You'd die. You'd die. Splatter. He literally said word for word, <laughs> you'd splatter on the ground. To his fucking seven-year-old daughter, it said that you would splatter on the ground. Yeah. And she just looked at him and gave him a look like, I would what? Yeah. I would what? You'd, oh, you'd splatter on the ground. <laughs> He's going. I was like, you don't say that to a fucking child. You do not. What? What is wrong with people, you yeah. know? I, it was really, it was kind of... I felt like I was almost uh, like a psychological researcher and I was conducting a case study. Like, mm-hmm. that's how bizarre it was. You like, know? you were there to, to hear what he was saying, to figure out if he was sane or not. It was, it was unbelievable. In contrast, the family sitting next to us, fucking perfect, not even perfect gentlemen, just perfect family. They had know? like, not only that, they had like eight times the amount of kids on the Eight plane. times the amount of kids. The father, it was, it was, you were window, I was middle bitch. Then there's a father next to me, and then across the aisle, he's got his family, and they only use hand signal to communicate. He'd look at his, 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 his uh, son, let's say, who's like nine years old, would give him the raise the chin to the sky, getting his attention. Then he would rub his stomach for like, do you want food? And the kid would go, nod up and down, and then he'd open his bag, and he'd throw him the Pringles. Yeah. It was a well-organized machine. Yeah. Then, so close behind, this guy's going... You want to jump out the plane? Yeah. You can't jump out the plane. Because it would you be jump- a little splitter splatter. Yeah. You would be a little stain on the ground. That's a little you stain. You put your my little stain. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have to bury you. And you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, gross- the craziest thing, are you going to go for the get laid thing? 
Oh, no. I was going to go for the fact that he kept calling her my little bluebird, which really grossed me out. No, he said booger. Oh, I thought he said bluebird. No, he's like, my little booger. Look at my little booger. Oh. I was like, a bluebird would have at least been nice. No. But booger is just something it's just something to behold, really. But the weirdest part of all is he's trying to be, I don't know, maybe he watched a crazy Dr. Phil episode and he's trying to be father of the year. He wants everybody to know it. I don't know what's going through this guy's mind. He's clearly not a very sane person. Yeah. But the crazy shit he did is the plane's in the sky. He's doing this whole show. Then the plane lands. Yeah. And he just randomly, he's talking on the phone, but he's talking on the phone like he's like uh, Donald Trump on The Apprentice, you know? Yeah. He's doing that thing. He's like, what's that, Johnson? That insult is insulting. No. That offer is insulting. Of course, it didn't insult insulting. Yeah. But he's doing that, but with nothing important. He's clearly just chatting with his friend. With his, with his boys, with yeah. With his boys. And then he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you're going to her house tonight. Oh, you. Oh, <laughs> you've always been a dog. Yeah. Well, we all know you're boning that chick and his little daughter is just yeah. sitting there no he like word for word said you've been banging her for months well his daughter sat right next to him and then he's going like we all know that's not gonna come to an end oh, oh. that's how he laughs yeah it was it was one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life but what made it all worth it so there's a family uh, uh next to us perfect perfect gentleman family then in front of us uh there's another family and uh, they're, they're like Middle Eastern. I don't know what language they're speaking. But they're clearly talking about this guy. Yeah. But he's too stupid to notice that's what they're talking about. Yeah. So they're saying something in Arabic. At this point, the plane, everybody's just sitting there waiting to get off, right? And everybody on the plane is, has that one guy in their head. And they're saying shit to each other. And they're literally, they're punching each other. They're laughing so hard. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then they're like literally, they're opening their eyes just to see if he's listening to them, mm-hmm. which he's not. Yeah. He's only listening to himself, to himself. And uh, they're just trashing him. I wish like, I wish I could have known what they were saying because they were having such a good time. Yeah. And they really made the best of a bad situation. Um, um, yeah. But I'll say that the grossest part. Of that whole one of the one of the not the grossest part. Sorry, I take it back. One of the weirdest parts about that whole thing too yeah. is before he took the phone call from his fucking boys, he took a phone call from like I guess there's like a coworker, like maybe there was some kind of stuff going on between him and the coworker or whatever. But still, regardless, it doesn't matter. He's a, not who's he gonna tell it to. Yeah, he's on a fucking plane with his daughter. Yeah, so he answers the phone. He's talking to her. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll have the documents by like six, <laughs> whatever, right?" Was, uh, hangs up the phone. and He goes. Daughter goes like, oh, is that mommy? He goes, no, not your mom. Not at all. <laughs> Definitely not your mom. <laughs> so, just uh, don't worry about it. Somebody you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. It's like, I couldn't really tell how many different characters this guy was playing. Yeah. Because he definitely, like, you know, you leave a movie theater and you adopt the main character's, like, whole personality. Yeah. That guy adopted, like, the fake business of Donald Trump or The Apprentice. Um, he adopted Vanilla Ice whole look basically yeah. he adopted fucking meet the fuckers meet the fuckers zaniness yeah. he adopted uh probably uh some shit he saw dr phil it was just really a lot going on yeah. you know and then the funniest thing was when he was uh we're all walking like you know how you kind of just follow the herd and you all walk through the airport trying to find baggage claim the slightest inconvenience arises there's a door that's supposed to be open but it's locked and he's on the phone, and he's going, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Honestly, I think we're just trapped at the airport. I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I don't know. Honestly, fuck this place. This airport doesn't know how to run shit. I'm telling you, man. I'm fucking, I swear to God, I'm stuck on the tarmac right now. <laughs> I was like, 
dude, one door was closed. Yeah. You're not stuck anywhere. It's funny. It's like he was, as he was saying this, everybody just went through the other door. Like it was like the sl- like you like you said the most the slightest inconvenience at the umpteenth fucking degree. It was brutal. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll just do everything. Uh, we'll do uh, a flight episode today, and then next week we'll hit you guys with all the stuff we did. We were in Calgary. We were in Banff. Lake- we were in Lake Louise. We were in Vancouver. We were on a impressive thing that was next to a yacht. We got kicked off of that place. It was a whole thing. Whole thing. I also went to fucking PEI. Did a road trip there. So, but uh, I'm not in that, and I have no way to relate. Well, was, you know, there's <laughs> lots of stories you can relate. <laughs> no, to. I'm just kidding. We have a lot of shit to talk about, yeah. and uh, it's gonna be good. But you can wait for next week for that. For now, on the way back was somehow even crazier than on the way there on the plane. Yeah. So we're walking and we're making great time. And I had a weird, you ever just have like a weird feeling in your stomach that something bad's about to happen? Yeah. Because everything's been going too smoothly. Everything's going great. We go through uh, the customs like, like, like a knife through butter. Um, everything's going perfectly. Nobody gets the uh, TSA check that's longer than Is the this rest. on our way there or on our way back? Back. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going perfectly. Also, like our flight was at six in the morning. Yeah. So keep in mind, like, if you have a flight that early, it's always, like, stressful because shit can go wrong so easily. And I pitched the idea of staying up all night. Everyone's like, why would we do that? I was like, because if you stay up all night, you can't miss your flight. If you go to sleep for two hours, you just feel tired, you know? Yeah. But even to preface this, because we're going to talk about this later, Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't stay up all night because I had to work as soon as we fucking landed. Right. As soon as we landed, I had a meeting. We landed, I was supposed to land at 10. I had a meeting at 10.30. Yeah. For work. Yeah. I could work online, so that doesn't matter. But I had to be in Winnipeg at 10 o'clock. Not a big deal. This guy, businessman. Yeah. A real businessman, not a fake Donald Trump businessman. Anyway. So, uh, everything was going perfectly, like I said. Then, Brian has this brilliant idea, and he's done this before, where he just feels he needs something. It's like you're like a you're like a like a kid who like sees a toy in a store and he won't relent until he gets it, you know? Yeah. We're walking, I'm like, Kate, let's go to our gate. He's like, no Starbucks. I'm like, I know, I know. You're like, no, 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 Starbucks, Starbucks. Not like a nine-year-old, but you're like you will not continue walking until you get your Starbucks. It really was a it was the, the pinnacle of uh, Caucasian. But also, fuck you, because first of all, I'm not going to let you use this as a fucking better way to tell the story because that's not what happened. What really happened is it, it said on our literal tickets, it said literally on the fucking ticket that it plane boards at 530. Mm-hmm. We, we had half an hour, which is not a lot of time. That's a pretty long time to get from one end of the thing to the other. Like we were, we got our Starbucks and we were going to the gate. But what ended up happening, Brayden? We went to Starbucks. What ended up happening? We went to the Starbucks and we got our shit and we had to, the board started, the board was supposed to play in at 530 and at <laughs> 5.20 we were walking back and what and No, this is what, this is, this is like the difference in our personalities. This is why, this is why we work as friends is because it's the yin and the yang. I'm I'm the I'm the neurotic guy. I'm the nervous guy. You're the guy that's just like talking to people. We're in line at Starbucks, and I'm thinking we should get going. This is we're cutting it close here, and you're like chatting with the person who makes you drink. You're like, hey, what's good here? No, no, no. <laughs> what? No, no specials. Weird. Hey, I know. Weird. PSL. Pumpkin spice. No, not for me. 
Not for me. If I hear they're good, though, I do. Okay. So anyway, um, what do I want? Hmm. What's your favorite? Grunt? Oh, my God. Grunt Americano. You oh, I knew you it. dirty dog. I knew it. He's like doing that, and I'm just literally like, get me the fuck out of here. To the point, you questioned on the plane why I got a black iced coffee. Because I was nervous. And I just said, like, give me an iced coffee. And they're like, what do you want? And I was like, just get, put in a cup, baby. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know? Okay. And you're sitting there going, Mochiato, what's the, like what where does that come from? You know, like zany guy. And then you're like, what kind of sandwiches do you have? And I'm just like, I literally just want to strangle you. So then we finished. But we weren't late. That's we were thing. we were close to being late. You never you never cut it close in an airport. You get there like at, at least like you're at your shit an hour before. You're just like Oh, it says we board at 5.30? Fuck it. We'll get there at 5.29. We don't have to worry about any of that shit. He get, he's getting sandwiches. He's getting macchiatos. I'm getting black coffee in a cup that's cold for some reason. So then we're walking. And then we hear, final call. And we're laughing because we're like, what idiot needs a final call? And then like, Braden, Solberg, Milan, Horansky, Derek, put your ass. We're like, what the fuck? We start running. You're like, this is crazy. I'm like, fuck you. We're doing like the professional. Like romant- I literally was saying, it's like this only happens in the movies. It's like a romantic comedy where you're yeah. like, oh, what an adventure. I'm like, I hate you. You know? <laughs> We're doing like that weird Olympic speed walk because uh, yeah. you don't want to spill your coffee. It's brutal. So then, this is, is a further like testament to our personality differences. We get to the place where you check in. You're like just like so calm, cool, and collected. You're like, hey, at least I got my Starbucks, right? You're doing jokes. <laughs> Fuck you, you know? Fuck you. You're lighten the mood, man. Oh, you don't. We're going to miss the plane. <laughs> so he's like, here's my ID. Here's my thing. He's like, yep, got the Starbucks just in time. Hey, okay, here we go. Hey. See you in Vancouver. Am I right back to Winnipeg? No. <laughs> you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for keeping this open for me. And we're literally going to miss the plane. And you're doing, I don't even know what you're doing. You're doing like a weird, like. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like saluting people like you're the price is right you're like yes thank you like every there's nobody around dude it was my curtain call I was <laughs> taking a bow it's your last time in Vancouver you're gonna make it known so that's happening we get on the plane and then uh, Derek was like way the fuck far away from us and then you were we, we were like uh, you we, were, were, see, we were in row three and four yeah so you're ahead of me I'm behind you and beside you only had one person beside you like what a lucky guy but you were beside a young mother with two infant kids. Yeah, because I got on the plane and I was like, first of all, I would have loved to like get a good sleep in on the way there. Because I slept, but it'd be like, you when you're on a plane, like what else are you gonna do? You gonna? I read on the way there, but like on the way back when it's that early, you just want to get a sleep, right? Yeah, exactly. So you went past me first because I could figure it out that this mom with two like literally like one infant, one toddler mm-hmm. uh, is in the seat, and I'm like, oh, you know, I think this is my seat. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry, moves her stuff. Um, and I sit down she's like oh I hope you don't mind kids and honestly at first I was like oh fuck this because there's like literally that's like the one thing they see in like as like a comedy thing is like you have to sit beside a parent yeah. and crying, crying kid but her kids are like like really well behaved she was like really nice like we got to know each other I got to know about her life she got to know about mine and right at the start the, uh, the flight attendant comes over and she's like hey just so you know we're going to try to find you a seat close to the front uh so that you can, she can have her own seat and you can have your own seat. It's good for both of you. Which I'm like, cool. Because I wanted to be in the front so that way I can get the fuck off the plane 
because I had a meeting at 1030. Because we have business calls to do. Um, so she's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll figure it out as soon as we take off, right? Right. And so I'm sitting there, I'm chatting with this girl, I'm getting to nowhere, and she's like a really cool person. Like somebody I would fuck with, like, not like in a weird way, but just like somebody I'd be friends with here. Even though she had kids, I probably would be friends with her, but you know what I mean? Yeah. She's a nice person. Yeah. So we get in the air, and now I'm like, I'm settled in. Right. And uh, the flight attendant comes over, and she's like, oh, you know, we, uh, we do have some seats that you, we have full rows in the back if you want the, the full rows. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, I really don't want the, I really don't want to go back there. Uh, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And then they asked me about three more times. So I turned to the person next to me, the mom, and I looked at her, and I was like, hey, do you want me to move? Because you could be totally honest. If you want me to move, I'll fucking move. Yeah. I didn't say fucking because yeah. I said I'll move. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, you're totally fine. I'm enjoying this. She's yeah, like, you're a really good conversationalist. I'm like, thank you. You're a great conversationalist too. Keep in mind, I'm sitting behind you, and I'm just like amazed that you're getting to know your neighbor on a plane so well. Yeah, you're like the stereotypical Canadian where you're like, where are you coming from? Oh, interesting. Oh, my buddy did that for a while. No way. And then she's talking back to you. It's a beautiful thing to see. Meanwhile. I'm behind this. I'm sitting next to this guy. He's got a Bass Pro Shop hat on. He's got the Dickies work jacket on. And I'm like, hey, this guy's like probably a good shit. You know, he, he seems like he, somebody I could talk to. Yeah. But I don't really know what to say, yeah. you know? So uh, he's got his headphones in, which is a signal for don't bother me. I don't say shit until the flight attendant starts doing your exits are here. If the oxygen mask comes down, you do this. They're doing that whole thing. So he has to take his earphones out. And I see he's carrying two books. One of which is a book called Tough Guy, which is a story about a hockey tough guy named Bob Probert, which I've read. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is my in. This is how I do what brain does. This is how I make conversation, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm giddy. I'm like a little kid. I'm like, as soon as this lady stops talking about the air masks, I'm going to ask her a question about the book. And I'm prepping in my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ask him about the first page because fucking probably already read that i'm like psyching myself up i'm nervous for some reason i don't know i don't know what the hell's going on it's too early in the morning you know yeah. so uh she finishes her speech and i just I, she literally hasn't been done talking two seconds she's just been like uh okay enjoy your flint like pretty good book hey like i, I don't know why i said it fast like i really <laughs> had to slip it in there you know yeah and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> i'm like fuck that's not what i planned you know yeah and i'm like uh Oh, I, I actually read that. And he's like, dope. So dope, hey? And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, my mom got it for me. I think she just saw uh, a hockey player on the front. She's like, oh, Milan would love this. I don't know why I'm doing stories about my mom now. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, oh, yeah, you lived a pretty sick life, hey? And I'm like, yeah, I was sick. It was so sick. Uh, how about the first page? Like, It opens up with all that stuff about him and his rivalry against Ty Domi. And he goes, oh, I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> And he just looks at me and I'm like, you have a, so you haven't opened it yet? He's like, oh, no, no, dude. I'm like, you just carry around two books with you at all times? Yeah. He had two books. Not one just for pleasure. He's got two, yeah. you know? Like, did you buy these at the airport? What the hell's going on? I have so many questions. And then he just goes like, uh, you play hockey? And I'm like, yeah, I played hockey. He's like, oh, yeah, where, where for? I'm like, Selkie. He's like, oh, no shit. You know Levi Morrison? I'm like, no, I don't. And he goes, oh, yeah, thought you might. Puts his headphones back in. Shuts it down. Eh? <laughs> Universal symbol of like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't know. I thought I was doing well. Meanwhile, there's this guy. He's middle. Then the guy in the window, he's got like his, his shoes off. Not to do a Bill Burr ripoff here. But he's got his shoes off. But he's like, I'm going to try to verbally uh, enact 
what I'm what I'm doing here. Yeah, go for it. His shoes are up, but his shoes are off, and his feet are like kind of like up on the wall of the plane. Oh yeah, but like crossed like this, like 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 almost like he was sitting in a hammock. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, a little bit too comfortable here. Yeah, I'm not even comfortable asking this guy about his book. And yeah. You're comfortable going full hammock mode. Yeah. I don't know. Because his feet are like where the people in front of him, which is like... Would little, be sitting. Which is like a little kid at the time, but... It was still a kid has feelings. Yeah. yeah. I don't hear you smell your stinky feet. Yeah. Anyways, you're you're next to this lady having just a gay old time. Yeah, and we both agreed that it was cool that I was sitting there, which I was like, dope. <laughs> you both agreed on that? Like, she hey, was, isn't it great that I'm here? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, it's great that you're here, buddy. Like, it's at the point now where like I was like playing with her children. You I know. know. That got, got a little much for me. I wasn't. I never asked to play with her kids, though. No, but it just naturally it happened. And then at one point, I heard her say, "Doesn't he look like dad?" I was like, "What the hell's going on?" No, no, no. That was weird too. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Her kid looks at me and just goes, "Dad," <laughs> and she goes, "Oh no, not like dad, but looks like him." And it looks at me and kind of gives me like a wink. And yeah. I'm like, That's a little weird. Yeah. But whatever. Fucking. She's on a plane where she's with kids and whatever. She thinks I'm hot. I don't know. It's not a good deal or anything. Just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, so having a good time. We're in the air now. They asked me about three times if I wanted to move. I said no. They're asking me like politely if I wanted to move. Right. And uh, we, I talked to her. We're cool with it. Finally, the fourth time they come over, like, you got to move. And I was like, fuck. So they didn't just move me like a couple rows down. They moved me like all the way to the back of the plane. I was like, fuck this, dude. So I walk past Derek and he goes like, what are you doing back here? Fucking sleeping? I was like, no, I look like I'm escorted to the back of the plane. Like I fucking did a crime. Meanwhile, I did have a nice conversation with a great lady. Yeah. So then I like took full advantage of it. I fucking ate my sandwich because I, I had to sandwich my hand. I don't want to eat by our kids. I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Turkey sandwich by our kids, you know? Why is that weird? I just think it's weird. <laughs> she asked me if I wanted some of her fucking little bits and bites. I was like, no, I don't want your bits and bites for your kids. Anyways. <laughs> so I go and I have a nap in the back of the plane. And keep in mind, I was supposed to have a meeting at fucking 10.30. And the plane was supposed to land at 10 o'clock. Of course, it doesn't. Right. Right? So I'm like, fuck. So literally, the plane's descending, and I'm holding my phone up trying to get service. Because it's like 10.29. I'm like, shit, I got to be in this meeting. I could take it on my phone, which is fine. But I need to be in the meeting. So the plane, just at the same time, 10.30 hits. As soon as 10.30 hits, I get reception. Fucking answer the phone. And I'm, they're going like, Brayden, are you there? I'm like, eh, oh, eh, oh. They're like, are you? You have a bad service. Where are? Are you? Are you at home? I was like, <laughs> typed. I'm at the airport. They're like, what? I was like, actually, on the plane, descending. It's gonna be hitting the ground right away. And they're like, just come at one. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's okay. I'll listen in. And there's me, like, as the plane's descending, everybody's grabbing their bag and getting off. I got the phone in my ear, like fucking like this. But you're doing the thing where you got like the shoulder to ear yeah. hold. I will say this: when you were coming down that, you know that runway when you get off the plane, yeah. back to uh, the airport, like the hug me rug or whatever. The hug me rug, like where you come down the escalator, yeah, like where yeah, the rug yeah. is, the hug rug. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you did look very cool yeah. talking on the phone, holding it with your shoulder. Fuck I'm gonna yeah. say you look like you're a real businessman. Yeah. Then here comes me. I got my backpack and my 2003 Western Canada Games duffel bag, which you mocked. But I'll tell you what, no one else has a 2003 Western Canada Games duffel bag, so you always pick it out in the crowd. Yeah. Anyway, good for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I fucking made it to all my work meetings. I worked a full eight hours. I didn't mean I didn't work extra hard, for sure. But I made it. Yeah. I fucking answered a phone call on a plane, which is a story that not a lot of people get to say they did. It's true. You know, it's funny is like when you get, when you come home from a trip, how much things you just think are possible because you think you're so much more worldly now. Yeah. Even though you just did like a, a, a week stint in Vancouver. Yeah. I came back 
And just even the way I could, I, when we were in the cab, I could see the way you're talking to your workmates. Just, just like the level of confidence in you was higher. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, I'm back. It's okay, I guess. I'm like, where am I? Academy, which is like in Winnipeg. It's like Academy is like one of the kind of more hip, like bougier, bougie, cool neighborhoods. And you're like, it's whatever here, though. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. How was my trip? <sighs> Too much to talk about, really. <laughs> Did a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I'm in a cab right now. I <laughs> know the guy's not driving fast. What are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. Yeah, you're just like, just the confidence in me too. Yeah. You come back and like, you walk down like your street, you're like, this street means nothing to me, you know? Yeah. You're like, this isn't home. I was born to the wrong parents. I don't even know who I am. You're like anti-Vin Diesel. I, I, my soul belongs to the world. I don't know what I'm doing here, you, you know? You're like anti-Vin Diesel. This place means nothing to me. <laughs> I hate I, my I, family. I give a fuck about my family. <laughs> I don't give a shit about racing cars because I'm worldly. Because I'm worldly. You feel smart. Honestly, when I got back, uh, I went to a bookstore. Yeah, I know it was a whole thing. Also, plot twist. You know, we were talking about not being smart guys earlier, but we're always on the pursuit of trying to uh, get ourselves out of dumb category. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of cap on this because that kind of covers all the plain shit. Yeah. Uh, so I got this book. I don't know why. It's, it's this uh, uh, Arthur Miller. Yeah. Married to Marilyn Monroe. One of the best screenwriters ever to live. Playwriters. Playwrights, I hear sorry, they call playwrights, them. Playwrights, sorry. Yep, correct. Uh, so I'm reading plays now. I don't know who I am. The last week I was doing construction work. Now I'm reading plays and going to Vancouver. Clearly an identity crisis brewing here. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to read that. I'm trying to make sense of this because somebody told me it would help me. I don't know. So I'm reading this thing. And this is how stupid I am, right? I'm reading this thing. It's a classic work, allegedly, and uh, but the whole thing's it's uh, it's told in uh, flashbacks, kind of. Yeah. But in the first page, I saw a big block of words, you know, mm -hmm. but a big chunk. Yeah. Kind of like you'd seen a textbook or something, and I was like, oh, I'm not reading that bullshit. Turns out that was the directions on how you know what's a flashback and what's not. Made it a lot harder on myself. Flashback to grade two. Should have read from the top. Skipped it. Whatever. So I'm reading along, and uh, I get to the last page, and by golly, would you imagine, death of a salesman. You know how it ends? Salesman? Fucking salesman dies. And oh, I was yes, gently surprised when I got to the end. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? They're at his funeral? Yeah. What? Where did that come from? And, and then, then you like, look, oh, you, I get yeah, it. You turn fuck, it I should have seen that coming. You close the book? Oh! <laughs> no, dude, I literally, 2 o'clock in the morning, which is... Let's be real. That's not when anyone's in their finest form. Yeah. You know, you're, you're gitch. You got like, you, if you have a shirt on, it's like half rolled up for some reason. Yeah. You know, one sock on, one, one sock, sock on. Off. You got drool coming out. And I'm like, wait a second. Graveyard. Oh, God. Ah, oh, he died. <laughs> Fuck, I should have saw that coming. You know? Yeah. Fucking death of a salesman. You just got played by a book. Oh, I got played. Oh, it's a tough pill to swallow. But hey, that's what happens when you come back for a trip. You think you know stuff, and turns out you're the same idiot. <laughs> yeah, turns out you're the same big old the same idiot, idiot that left. Um, before we go, don't want to take a too sad of a turn, and it's kind of old news at this point, but comedy legend Norm MacDonald passed away. Salu. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but uh, if you get a chance, just check out all the stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. The guy really uh, made a lot of people laugh, including me, uh, for so long. I literally, I was thinking about this, 
and uh, I've watched, I've seen all this stuff. I'm a huge nerd. I've seen all this stuff like a million times. And when you add it up, it's weird because I spent more time with this guy than like my own family members, you know? Mm -hmm. I like, literally watched him like every single day. Uh, every time I feel sad, he always make me laugh. So it sucks he's gone, gone so soon. Ballsy move, had cancer for nine years, told nobody. Not mm -hmm. his family, no one. And I saw this thing that uh, he was talking about how the, he saw this actor that he really admired. He, this guy had cancer, right? But the, the actor told nobody. And he was up for an Academy Award and he lost. But if he would have said he had cancer, he would have won just yeah. off sympathy. But he chose not to and uh, he, because he didn't want to feel like he was a, a burn to anybody. And that's what Norm MacDonald did. He kept it secret for nine years, which is pretty hard to do, just on the fact that he didn't want anybody to uh, feel sympathy for him and interfere with his comedy. He's just that pure uh, comedy artist. And uh, if you like comedy and you're a fan, you got to just check out some of his stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it'd be weird. I feel like if I didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this is an example of how much balls this guy had. So he has this book, and the whole uh, premise of the book is called Based on a True Story. If you like comedy and you suck at reading, like me, read that book because it's, it's short, it's funny, and uh, very, uh, like a lot of, it's just a, a good, it's a good, easy read. Yeah. You know? It's very entertaining. And the whole premise of the book is that uh, uh, you can't tell if he's lying or not. Like, you can't tell if this is really his life or if he's just making it up, you mm -hmm. know? So some of the stuff he would do is, like, in the book, it says he's talking about how he worked at SNL. And then he does this whole paragraph, I remember, about this guy, Jim Downey. And he goes, amazing. Jim Downey, brilliant joke writer. Uh, and it's amazing, you know, he did all these brilliant sketches, all these brilliant jokes with only a first grade education. And I'm like, wow, that is really something. Then just something in me because I'm a douche. I go look it up. Turns out this guy has like nine degrees from Harvard, but he just put it in there just to fuck with the guy, yeah. you know, just to get a laugh. Yeah. But like, really, how would anybody ever even know that? Yeah. He's Then in the first couple chapters, he writes like this detailed thing about uh, his life from when he was a child from age five to eight. And then the next chapter is 9 to 14, and he just writes, I forget. Next chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the balls, like anything for a joke. Uh, yeah. yeah, the world's really going to miss him. So if you like comedy, you got to check him out. Yeah. And yeah. I, uh, obviously, I, I, don't, I wasn't as like, dedicated as a fan as you were. I didn't really know like, his stuff that well. Mm -hmm. But from what I've seen, like, he, uh, he changed comedy for the, the better, obviously. Like, he was a big influence on a lot of comedians' lives. Um, and from what I got out of it, listening to some podcasts afterwards and, and reading some stuff on different social medias and stuff like that, it seemed like he was a guy that just purely did what he wanted and what was best for comedy. Mm -hmm. Like he never really thought about like what, how the, how, what he was doing affected like his personal reputation or anything. Like I heard a story about how you can correct me if you're, you probably know more than I do about this. Mm -hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was SNL that he got fired from because he was trying to do a bunch of OJ jokes. Was that mm -hmm. SNL? Yeah. And uh, he got fired from SNL, and they said he wasn't funny. But the reason he got fired from SNL is the president of NBC... Said that he had to tone her down, right? He said that he had to stop doing OJ jokes because he was the president of NBC was friends with OJ. Yeah. So, of course, he just does even more OJ jokes. Yeah. Just to rub it in the guy's face. Yeah. And he gets, inevitably, he gets fired, right? Yeah. So then, years later, he, uh, he comes back, 
after he said fuck you, I like I'm not gonna stop doing them. He did them more. He got fired. Yeah. Years later, he comes back and they get him to to host the show. Yeah. And he starts it off with the joke that where he said, uh, "Well, uh, I actually got fired from their show about." Yeah. Uh, that is a horrible fucking interpretation. No, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I got fired from the show about 25 years ago or however many years ago it was, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. He's like, so either one or two things happen here. Either uh, I got funnier or the show sucks ass. Yeah. Which is I, such like a fucking absolute f- beautiful com- comedic if moment. You, if you know anything about uh, uh, the way those kind of shows work, is it's not like you could just go up there, they don't know what you're going to say. You have to get all your jokes approved, and I guarantee you, that did not get approved. No. They just said, fuck this, I'm going to say this, I'm never going to work here again, I don't care. Yeah. And I'm going to say this just because it's funny and it's true. Yeah. And that's like, a lot of people act like they don't care, but everybody cares a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like countless stories like that. Um, just a guy, working class guy from a farm in Canada. Uh, dad was like this farm guy serving World War II. Mom was a teacher, totally self-educated. He was one of the guys, like, I, I found out, um, he was like a, this brilliant guy. He read Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and all this. He, he loved, like, Russian literature. But he's such a smart guy, but he used all of his smarts just for comedy, mm-hmm. which is, like, one of the most noble things you can do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And on the fact that he didn't care about career advancement at all. All he cared about was being a better comic. Like I saw a thing once about how he could he could have been playing like theaters, arenas probably, but all he wanted to do is play clubs because he said he that he felt that was the ideal venue for comedy. Yeah. And like just who would ever deny themselves career advancement just so that audience members could have a better experience. Like nobody would do that. Yeah. Nobody does do that. You he, know, he cared about the comedy more than he cared about himself. About himself. Exactly. So if you haven't seen him, I know I've blabbed on a lot, but uh, yeah, everyone's going to miss him and definitely go check him out. Some other beginnings and